This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. One of the things we always emphasize at Christmas is the number of people who sought and found Jesus, the Christ child. There were the Magi or the wise men. There were the angels from the realms of glory. There were shepherds in the field abiding. All of these came to worship Christ, the newborn king. But when Jesus was born, not everyone who heard the wonderful news of his birth came to worship him. Indeed, the news of his birth was not considered to be so wonderful at all to people like King Herod. Matthew, the gospel writer, records that Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for this young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also." But in this statement, Herod was as insincere as he could possibly be, talking about worshiping Jesus. He was quite sincere in wanting to know where Jesus was, but it was not for the purpose of worship, but rather for the purpose of murder. And so in the divine plan of God, the wise men being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, departed into their own country another way. And so King Herod failed to find Christ, nor was he the last who so failed. In the years since that wondrous night of Jesus' birth, many others have failed just as completely to find Jesus as Herod failed. Even in our own communities today, there are those who are in this respect modern Herods because they too have failed to find the Savior of the world. Leslie Flynn has suggested some reasons why both ancient Herod and why many modern Herods never become acquainted with the Savior. One reason was because Herod had no advanced preparation. God did not send Jesus into the world as a complete surprise. Rather, he paved the way hundreds of years before by inspiring the prophets of old to record the certainty of a coming of Redeemer the promised one, the Messiah, who would save the people from their sins. John the Baptist, or John the Baptizer, better known, came also preaching his message, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Also, the shepherds were alerted to the coming of Christ by a special visit from the angels. The wise men were alerted by a strange and significant star in the east. All of these, the prophets, John the Baptist, the shepherds, the wise men, all were prepared for the coming of Jesus because their hearts had been made ready in advance. But Herod had no concern for what had been taught concerning the coming of Christ. No concern, that is, until Jesus had already been born. And Herod was unprepared because he had no advanced preparation. There are those every year who allow the Christmas season to slip up on them. After it's all over, they look back and say, I can hardly believe that Christmas has already come and gone. I never did have time to get ready for it, they say. If this year you would make the most of the coming of Christ, you have to be ready. 
you must be prepared in advance. Now, I don't mean here simply that you have to get all your Christmas shopping done early. I mean you must be ready by making advanced spiritual preparation for Christmas. Now, let me mention just a couple of practical ways in which you might do this. You can make a decision right now that you're going to make time this year to sit down and read either with your family or if you don't have a family gathered, maybe by yourself, the scriptural account of Jesus' birth. You can decide to do this even by yourself. Or if you have family members who may not choose to be a part of it, you can still do that. If you have young children in the home, you may not wish to wait until Christmas Day to begin preparing their hearts for Christmas. Herod was unprepared for the birth of Jesus because he did not care to make advance preparation. But there's a second reason why I think Herod never became acquainted with the Savior. That's because Herod did not seek him personally. He did not go and see for himself. He sent the wise men in his place. Oh, it's true that he instructed them to bring him word so that he could come and worship too. But Herod had no intention whatsoever of doing so. Somebody said Herod did not go personally. He went by proxy. Oh, there are many modern Herods today who want someone else to find Christ for them. These are the husbands who expect to gain entrance into heaven by holding on to their spiritual wife's coattails. They say, my wife goes to church regularly. In fact, she's got enough religion for the whole family. I've heard that said before. This is no worse than children who say, well, well I guess I'm okay since my mother or my father is real active in the church and I'm from a Christian home. Okay, I'm all right. Listen, there's some things that nobody else can do for you. Nobody can be born for you. Nobody can go to school for you. Nobody can sleep for you, eat for you, or marry for you. It just doesn't work that way, does it? And when it comes to finding Jesus, nobody can do this for you either. You must personally take Christ into your life or you remain eternally lost. Every person who would be saved must find Christ individually in his own heart. Nobody else can do that for you. Herod tried to have the wise men find Christ for him, but he never found Jesus because he failed to seek him personally. You remember the scripture verse says, if with all your heart you truly seek him, you shall surely find him. But there's another reason I think I would give why Herod failed to find Jesus, why he never became acquainted, acquainted with the Savior. It's because Herod refused to surrender his throne. The very idea of someone to challenge Herod's authority and power was a source of great concern to this evil tyrant. The mere mention of another king of the Jews set Herod on fire, for Herod was an insanely je jealous person. History tells us that Herod, in order to please his mother-in-law, who was on good terms with Cleopatra, appointed his 17-year-old brother-in-law to do uh, to, to go to the high priesthood. When he was presented to the people at the Feast of the Tabernacles, this young brother-in-law received such a tumultuous welcome that Herod's jealousy was aroused. 
upon secret orders from Herod, this unfortunate youth was drowned at Jericho, whereupon Herod protested, that put that in quotation marks, Herod protested sorrowfully at this terrible accident which had befallen this young person. And Herod went to great pains to arrange elaborate funeral plans. Herod used the torture chamber, the secret police, the executioner's sword, all these and other methods to keep his associates in a nightmare of fear. Herod had 10 wives, some of whom he murdered, oh, always by proxy, of course. He ordered the execution of his oldest son just five days before his own death. Herod also commanded that the chief men of the nation be rounded up and brought together. Then he decreed that these men should all be murdered at the very hour in which Herod died, so that their kindred at least would have some cause to weep over the death of Herod. Well, happily, that order was not obeyed. Anything or anyone who was considered to be even a possible threat to his throne, Herod obliterated. He refused to surrender his throne to anyone, including that little newborn babe at Bethlehem. There are also many modern Herods today who refuse to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Their philosophy is something like this. I'm not going to have anybody rule over me. I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to run my own life. This is my body. I can deal with it the way I want to. But when a person accepts Jesus Christ as Savior, that person must, by an act of faith, turn from sins. This is a terribly uncomfortable thing to do because it involves change. Maybe you've heard of a, a little riddle that I heard some years ago. It says that three frogs sat one day on a log. Two of them decided to jump in the water. How many were left? Of course, the answer to that little riddle is three were left. All three were left because the two only decided to jump in but they failed to make the leap. This leap of faith is something we all see too seldom in our lives and also in our churches. When's the last time you ventured forth and took a real step of faith? A step that you could not see the end of, but one that you took by faith because you felt that it was God's leading. Oh, how great is the need for this step of faith in our personal lives as well as in our churches. But this always involves self-surrender. And this Herod was not willing to do. He refused to surrender his throne and he failed to find a savior. In a German art gallery, there hangs a painting which is not quite finished. King Frederick the Great is pictured talking to his generals. However, a bare patch in the very center of that painting with just a charcoal outline indicates the intentions which this artist had. The artist had sketched in charcoal and then filled in with oils all the other generals and officers in the background. But the king had not been uh, painted. He had been left until the very last to fill in and the artist died before finishing the picture.
King Frederick never got into the painting. Oh, how many people today spend all their time occupied with the generals of lesser importance and the background material of inconsequential things. But leave the king until last. How many, like Herod, never crown him at all? May God grant that this season we may not be classed as modern Herods, but rather may we find Jesus Christ anew as our Savior. And may the joy of this discovery prompt us, like the wise men of old, to fall down and worship Him. O oh God, prepare our hearts, we pray, for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And may we not be like Herod, May we not be modern Herods, but openly give our heart to Jesus as Savior. This we pray in His name. Amen. <music>